Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod channel. I'm Stacey June. And I'm Christy Mercer. And welcome to our place mm. of business, of residence. We will be your hosts this after, for this afternoon. And this is an interview podcast part two. Well, it could even be in the morning. You could be listening to it in the middle of the night. That's well, a video podcast really, isn't it? You can listen whenever you goddamn like. Yeah, well, it's the afternoon for me. So. Yeah. <laughs> Not when somebody else tells you when you should listen or watch. Isn't it so interesting? It's like how rebellious you get when it's like, TV show these days, if it's like on, you know, whatever, 7, 9, 10, ABC, whatever, it's like it's on at 7. Part of me is like, I'm not watching then. I'll watch when I want. I still get a thrill about watching some television live. <laughs> Why? Because uh, you're like, it's, as it's happening. I wondered, like I was wondering if the block was actually live, which it obviously what? isn't. No. Yeah, but the um, when I say the show isn't, but the, sorry, the finale do you, do you know how I know it's we not? We speak about the block this week, actually, yeah. which is so bizarre. Do you know how I know it's not? It's because coming, my mum froths up. on the block. Mm. She lives around the corner from it. And every year she lines up and goes to the out, hoping for inspection. And she told me this year, she goes, the crowds are really big whenever they do it. And uh, I just thought, oh, stuff waiting and being part of the crowds with everybody. So I just decided before, as they were doing the finishing touches on all of the apartments a few weeks ago, she just popped her head into the building site and walked through some of the apartments until the builders were like, Oi, what are you doing, crazy lady, in just your workout And she was taking here. a million photos and putting she them on She just goes, Facebook. oh, no, no, I just, uh, just plays dumb. You wonder where I get it from. She's like, oh, I just thought I could come in here. I'm like, you are such a rogue. <laughs> so what has that got to do with knowing that it's definitely not live? Because she was like telling me weeks and weeks ago that they were completed. Right. Well, they could have just sat there for a while until auction. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, but uh, on the series, it's like they were completed re- more recently than in real reality they were. Right. Because when mum told me she went through and they were basically all done. But I think they done. stop recording and then they do, the f- like they wait for ages, do all the promo and then they do a live finale. A lot? Li- is it the finale live? Yes, no. because it's a live auction. That's why I like to watch it because I was like, wow, are they finding out they've just won $200,000 right in this moment? I like the energy of that. That will never go from me like I I like it but my TV doesn't do digital television so I have to stream it off my phone anyway oh good lord anyway this is not about the block that is coming on the 411 later in the week no but somebody that you may know let's link it back to telly you may know his face from TV Mm -hmm. he is oh you would say a reality show expert now he's been on Slash three yes. yes three three seasons of the goddamn thing mm. um tim dormer we're talking about who won australian big brother that's right back in the day yes now we um are airing the part two of this episode um we aired the part part one yesterday and it was interesting when we go into detail um 
behind the scenes and start cracking things open. Um, for a very long time, you and I were cutting into these podcasts. Our producer does most of the work now and very rarely do we hear from her I don't know where to pull this. Like mm. I, I'm, I'm at a point where I'm like, someone's going to have to have a listen to it. You listened over to it, still nothing. And then I said, well, I remember the chat. I remember it feeling like it was jam-packed with goodness. Why don't we just do two parts? Which is, as you say, rare. It is because rare. Because often there's, you know, we'll repeat ourselves. It'll be whatever, bits and pieces that you can chop out and the gems that are left. There were too many gems in this one to cut, mm. especially this really interesting conversation that I think we're pretty open and open to hearing different takes a lot of the time from different people. Not to say you constantly agree with them, but it's pretty rare, I reckon, where we both sit back and go, oh, yeah, why haven't we thought of that? And I think Tim Dormer's brain works that way a lot, especially when it comes to relationships, when it comes to monogamy. And that was a really fascinating part of this conversation part two. I completely agree with you. I very rarely feel like challenged in my brain with a conversation. I feel like I'm a conversation contributor and I will have a feeling or an opinion or maybe a story or maybe something where I feel like I can connect. Tim takes your brain to a part where you may not have explored mm. before. And mm. I really respect that in him, Same. which is why we're, we're really big supporters of what he does and think it's really important that the things that he thinks are put out there. So this this, this episode is part two. The interviews have barely chopped and, and we hope you enjoyed as much as we did. I was a virgin till I think I was 28, 29. And you're a man. I know. Like, I, so. I, 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 Is that from your religious upbringing or what? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. And I don't I don't know when is the right time for someone to lose their virginity. I, I, for me, it worked. I kind of like mm-hmm. the emotional intelligence that I have, I think, is because through my 20s, I, yeah. I wasn't dealing with really emotional, tricky stuff mm, that's at all. That's so interesting. And black holes. Everyone yeah. has black no fucking holes. In yeah. their 20s, it's yeah. just full of massive black pot holes. Yeah. And people get stuck in them. Yeah. yeah. I think I 2012 audition, I just been let go from a really really cool radio TV job on the Gold Coast and I moved back to Sydney with my towel to my legs going what am I going to do? And then I heard, oh, Big Brother's coming back. And I went, mm. you know what? That would be a great back in to that industry. Would I do reality TV? And I thought, okay, yep, I'll, we'll do this. So 2012 applied, got through the whole rounds of auditions, was going to go in the house as an intruder. And um, and then it didn't it didn't happen. They, they put a girl in instead of a guy. Just came down to the sex, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And but they said, Oh look, you're top of mind for next year. I kinda of, in my heart knew that it was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it just it was strange. And I thought, I've got a year now before this big crazy life thing's gonna happen. And I just I just worked out. I think I had a little part time job and then just like had sex with a lot of people. But was that <laughs> was that the first time you'd had sex in Yeah. Oh, like, no, like so around that time was sort of when I was really finding myself. I, yeah, first time I moved to Sydney yeah. and kind of lived, like I lived on my own on the Gold Coast. It was a different scene, I guess, and mm. I was working so hard up there. Sydney's but, hardcore too. You mm. get here and you start playing. There's like, an yeah. around yeah. it for sure. And it demands yeah. you. It demands your attention a bit. So you start going out and what, so Ashes, how did you How did you guys meet? It was just a grinder hookup, like yeah. a, a yeah. random grinder hookup. But I don't know, we both... Like, I guess he was one of many guys and girls of that year, but 
I don't know. Is it a sliding doors moment again where for whatever reason we reconnected and then like it wasn't right timing for love the first time around. Did you keep thinking about him even though it was a ran- you know, you're in a random place? He was probably one of the best looking people that I ever did hook up with. So I kind of like, yeah, when he did come back into my life, I knew who he was. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. We sometimes still go back to the park and make really great love under the moon that we first hooked up. <laughs> the same, that same. That same park. That same, yeah, 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 yeah. And I would never tell my family that's how we met. Like, but Now they know. I, I don't judge people for, for how they meet people in life. If you want to use a dating app, use a dating app. No like, shit. It's, yeah. Bro, it is hard enough to meet decent people. Who gives yeah. a fuck? So you guys hook up again and you head to Big Brother, you come out, you For the do first all time. this stuff. And so sitting here today and looking at where your relationship sits, is it fairly, fairly in inverted commas, normal? Oh, no. <laughs> no. And I think, do you know what? A really big journey that I've been on in the last 12 months is understanding that maybe no relationship is normal and... I'm putting it in the context of the marriage equality debate last year. Like, we we got engaged in May, came back, told family, and they were like, oh, like, some of my family said, we don't support this. Like, I've got no words to say. Like, I lost my brother or something. It was just really... Then June or July, I think it was announced that we were going to do the plebiscite. All Mm. of a sudden, Mm. we were now fighting again, or I felt like I was fighting again to hold on to this relationship and to now prove that we can get married we are just like you our love is just like any heterosexual romance and that was my big mentality for the whole of that campaign was trying to prove we're just like you now i kind of wonder maybe we're not did you feel more did you feel (laughs) more but what do you mean by that oh gosh this i don't want to get into trouble because i'm I'm still learning i'm still reading a lot about all this but but then just your perspective and meander without knowing the results yes okay yeah that's exactly what i'm about to vomit i think that same-sex couples uh, do go through different issues when we're talking, like, okay, I'm totally going to contradict the whole start of this podcast about defining labels and roles. I think the masculine and the feminine within a relationship of marriage, I, 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 has it always been seen as they're the two puzzle pieces that sort of fit and there's different roles within... I'm not talking about gender as such, but I think polarity. mainstream. You're talking about polarity, so like the like feminine energy and masculine yeah. energy. Yeah, and yeah. most people yeah. associate. Yeah. Okay, so the female has this role, she does this, and the male, and that's we how we speak our... about the the the, the energies energy. of masculine and feminine a lot on this show. So our listeners okay, will have right. a bit of a concept. which can be embodied in either a man or a woman. Exactly. Yes. Well, exactly. they all yeah. are. Yeah. We all have we all have female both, both feminine yep. and masculine energies within each gender absolutely so just so we're all clear on yes that. yes so uh, i guess i think our species for the last what thousands of years since marriage began it maybe it was an institution that was meant for the two roles of mm. of domesticity like living together mm. in a house someone mm. has to bring home bacon someone has to take care of the house. I'm not saying it's either role yeah. Yeah. or either sex, but yeah. I think now that we're starting to question gender and we're looking at equality, it's kind of like, hey, these roles that we've always thought are really wrong and outdated. But then you get 
two guys living in a house together and one of us has got to do the cooking. One of us has got to do the cleaning. Yeah. One of us is probably going to earn more money than the other. Yeah. How do we deal with that? Because we don't have that thousand years of, hey, this is the expectation of so, the heteronormative way, I guess. So has that in itself been another challenge to then navigate through? <sighs> yeah. Well, it's current, well, right? So yeah. you're sitting in it. We're kind of like, yay, now we can get married. When are we going to do engaged. that? you're engaged. Yeah, we're engaged. Yeah. And we, when we got engaged, we weren't allowed to be married. So we were like, oh, it'll be years before we have to deal with that. <laughs> and then when it, when it was a yes vote, we were like, oh, shit. But no, no, there's no pressure. Like, we, we will still get married when we want to get married. Yeah, I guess, I don't know. We're like, do we want kids? Do we want to do all that? Do we want to buy a house and get a mortgage and, and start a family in Sydney like our straight friends have. Mm. I, don't, I don't. We don't have any, like, gay relationships being modelled to us. Is there a pressure you feel now that the marriage equality vote came through to be like, okay, well, now... Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're constantly asking those getting married. And when those kind married? of roles still that are projected around what yeah. a marriage is and, yeah. oh, well, how does that work in your relationship and I'm trying to fit you to you two and you and Ash into these kind of roles mm-hmm. that I know what a marriage is? Mm. I guess it's almost like if, it, if there's this heteronormative way and we just adopt that way, I don't know. It's almost... And what was it all for? Well... I mean, obviously for equality, but what I find as a person that stands very closely alongside but still on the outer of having the feelings that you've had and and going through family things and and not knowing where you define and who your examples are standing kind of the outside of the box of that the one thing that I have found within the community to be the most inspirational and and transformative for my own development has been able to see different things yeah from the gay community what i was able to be told and i'm going to get emotional i've done this on the show before the gays were the first people that looked at me and said you are fucking fabulous for who you are all of your differences yeah so are we now with this marriage situation going to move into a point where we start beijing into each other anyway yeah and that might seem like a selfish thing that i get my i get to have all of it. Like I get to have the straight life and I get to get the, the the benefits from gays having to go through what they get through. I'm not, you know, I understand that that's definitely not easy. But at the same time, I get really scared that, oh, my God, I looked around at all these weddings and it was so much more than the wedding. It was like, are these now going to be where just no matter what you fight for, and of course it's a quality, not a wedding that you're fighting for, but... <laughs> Does it just mean that we end up still just continuing to merge into one form each, of each yeah, other? Yeah, exactly. Mm. I think diversity is important wherever it is and that you define how you are distinct from the mainstream. Like I, that, Because such we a big all believer are. In that. We all are, exactly. We just mute it. And you, you can just toe the line and kind of find comfort in the herd, I guess. It's like oh. that sheep mentality. Mm. But that's not me. And I mm. just... I I think it is the harder road is to kind of define yourself. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I've always thought marriage is monogamy. Mm. It's not for everyone. And like, I guess it's something that Ash and I are asking each other. Are we going to only ever have sex with each other for the rest of our lives? Mm. And I guess every couple it's a really, go through that. It's a they? really but, important question that I don't think all couples have the conversation of. No. Because you get married and then somewhere along the line, you might have seen a movie, your mum and dad taught you this, so I guess marriage means no cheating. Yeah, cool. That's about mm. as much. And even when I was having the conversation with Ben before we got married, I felt like I was almost like alluding to the fact that maybe I would want to cheat by having the open conversation. Like yeah. even just by having yeah. it, it was like me thinking he was going to be thinking back to me, is she worried about yeah. the commitment thing? And I was like, I don't know but what they the weren't, future... But they weren't things that you thought about pre-marriage? Um, well, I'd never thought about getting married. So when I thought about getting married, I wanted to be very honest with what that meant for us and what that meant for us in terms of cheating and being attracted to other people and sleeping with other people. Yeah. And we both landed on the same page, but we still landed on a page of we will work through it as we go. Yes. That yeah. there is not one yeah. rule. Like Absolutely. At the moment, we stand on that we don't want to be with other partners and that we are, and I, I'm fairly certain that's how it's going to be for yeah. the majority. Like I wouldn't ever want to say I want to open, re- I might want to open relationship down the track when I think that Ben is a pretty monogamous person. Like I don't think that's what something he's going to want, but I wanted to have the conversation of saying we need to be honest with where we are if that changes. Yes. yes. And I, I think that's really important and was very scary to to discuss yeah because it's like it's just it's the unknown i guess yeah. but was that scary around the frame of marriage um well i i'm reading a lot of books on monogamy at the moment and like is it natural why do we as a species do it mm. and have we always done it and it's kind of it kind of puts people in this weird little sort of relationship with each other where it's almost possession and then if and that the the sex is the definition of the love and if you would ever break the sex bond Mm. then the love is sex isn't love and love isn't sex yeah right yeah Yeah. we always put them in the same in the same same sentence And and so like scientifically like they're saying one person cannot be 
everything sexually for the other person and that's such an unrealistic ideal within monogamy that we just think that because i guess the question that if your partner came to you and said hey would we ever consider an open relationship your your initial response would be why am i not enough for you yeah but one person can never be enough for the other like that adds a recipe for especially if we're just talking sex especially if we're just talking sex Yeah. yeah but also you like we were just talking about it on a show um that we did was just like put sex to the side it's really important to remember that your partner can't be everything for you in all elements yeah, of your life. Yeah, that sense absolutely. of friendship, support. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 so yeah. why then do we expect that with sex also? Yeah. It is an interesting thing. I suppose that is a different... I reckon it... And this is a generalisation, but I do think that conversation does land very differently with men and women too because I do feel like sometimes the drive and the need for the, that kind of relationship or I guess what drives you to have sex and, and what it yeah. means to you emotionally yeah. is a little bit and different. And that's, that's evolution. Like, that's yeah. also science. There's yeah. different chemicals involved and the reason why we do find a mate of the opposite sex is yeah. to reproduce. But then I guess if we're then talking about gender roles and defining relationship, we've got two guys in our relationship. Mm, and I, I speak yeah, to a lot yeah, of gay yeah. couples mm. that do have open relationships mm. and maybe have set up this rule where it's like a – don't ask, don't tell. Do do whatever you want, but come home to me and I won't ask. That is not what Ash and I want. We've never ever seen people separate to each other. And I don't I don't think I'd ever want that type mm. of relationship. But I think I don't know, just just questioning that has really offended a lot of people in my life and it's I guess it's a something that we don't really want to talk about, that we want to sell this fairy tale of monogamous mm. love and marriage. But how success. fucking boring. Yeah. And how ridiculously um, unrealistic. Look at every fucking Joe Blow that's fucking someone else after work. Or, fu- and, you know, I mean, like, what you is could the be having all of on that divorce? honestly. Like, exactly. something's not right. It's is more it? than 50. Exactly. Well, it's more than 50%. Yeah. More than half of marriage. And I promise you, you don't have those conversations. You don't have the difficult ones about sex, about cheating, about what would happen if you have an emotional connection with someone at yeah. work. Yeah. If you don't have those, you will suffer for it. And that's yes. why I said yes. to Ben... This is uncomfortable right now and I know you might I don't want you to go to bed thinking I've thought all these things but yeah. but I want us to have them now for our relationship yeah. mm. because I believe that it's investing in that stuff. But it's interesting how it goes back to the point that we were talking about before. Like if you take away this sense of judgment and what it actually means to want to physically have sex with a person that's other than the person that you're married to and love if you take away all of the judgment as to what that would actually mean to your partner and to society, mm. would other pe- would would there be people in marriages that sleep with other people? Yeah, would there be yes. more open relationships? Of course yeah. there would be. Yeah. Of course there would be. Because it's, it's like, a, such a fine line though, isn't it? Because then there's like there's always got to be like big fat open communication and both yeah. people and respect. on board. Yeah. 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 And a real understanding that you're that you're both okay with it. And and the fact that one person might want it and the other person might not. Mm. Which means essentially as my girlfriend who's been in an open relationship says then it's not. Mm. Then it's not. If it's one not person work, wants it, it's not an open relationship. Yeah. That yeah. you both in order to have an open relationship you both have to want it. Yeah. If there's a one person that wants it then therefore it's not open because one person doesn't. 
that's that's her description of it and that's the way she's approached yeah. it mm. work-wise you know you're kind of involved in all bits and pieces of yeah, projects we were pieces. talking to you about instagram and how that's essentially become your business if you were to aspire to something next year is there a is do you have a vision board like what how yeah do you work i've that? got lots of ideas i i mean i really love the medium of television and Well, not so much television, just video content. Mm. I think Mm -hmm. um, I've I've done both radio and TV. But, like, I've got my dream sort of project that I'd love to work on and and put out there and make. What is it? Do you want to say or not? Well, I guess I I, I am fascinated with kind of the things we've been talking about, like the diversity of our world Mm. and sort of... Um, going out and, and meeting these people that maybe on the fringe or kind of a minority or, or doing life different that, that questions the status quo mm. and kind of like going and understanding the choice or the lifestyle that they're, they're living mm. and then, I don't know, getting the mainstream to see that. Because like mm. I'm really passionate Putting it into and a proud book, of. You know, yeah. yeah, like yeah. something up. I mean, if we don't see diversity, we will just become the all beige. each other. Well, it's what and you were saying before. When you when you grow up, what's in front of you to be able to try and yeah. model and yeah. have the, but the, the ability to aspire to and be brave in owning who, yep. who you actually are and who you're not. Yep. So, I don't know. I guess, like, Louis Thoreau is a big hero of mine, but something along those lines that's a bit mm, documentary. Cool. And yeah, like different sort of weirdo misfit groups that I know of. And like you tell people stories about things you've done in your life and they're just like, you have such a weird like <laughs> social or uh, like your interests. It's just, for me, they're not weird. It's just that, I don't know. I, I, just different. Yeah. To the mass. But for a lot of people, different is weird. That's I the would, problem. I would watch that. I think it's oh, I would eat that up. I'm so, on. like, I mean, these days, our com- when you think of your sense of community, like, we're not really talking to the people out on the street much. I did bake a cake for the old lady who lives next door last week because her dog That's died. Not, oh. I felt really embarrassed about giving it. Like, I was like to my partner, can you give it? I just can't. Anyway, it was really lovely and she had But what I'm trying to say is, okay, so communities, like, it's, it's all about our online community mm. like the friends that you have on facebook or the people that you follow on instagram not to mention the you, versions of themselves that they're presenting exactly. as your friend too which isn't actually but them. you're choosing that and mm. if you're only choosing them based on what you know and the things that you're only interested in that's all your world is ever going to be and i think that's why we have politically so much division and, and people trying to it's almost like we've forgotten that we live in a world where people aren't like us, that people have different religions or different beliefs. They look different or they want to eat different. Well, it's a bit of a well, microcosm, I guess. Like it is. The pages that you follow, that yeah. perception is reality. Exactly. And I think people, think get a bit, people get a bit warped in thinking yeah. that everybody looks, talks, thinks like them. It's the Hillary like Clinton thing. The Trump like thing. Every, yeah. Like everyone yeah. thought there's yeah. no way Trump can bag. win because yeah. you, your feed was Hillary Clinton-like yeah. yes. people. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no way you're going to have any kind of concept of what actually is reality yeah. because you've, you've got this um, – you know, curated feed yeah. for exactly what your interests are on that. That just day. confirms bias, and same with Trump supporters. Or if you're a racist person, or you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. there's that confirmation bias constantly. So then, how is somebody that, um, you know, your kind of business and your work surrounds social media yeah. and making money via that yep. platform? Do you sometimes feel a bit kind of yeah? So it's a daily struggle. It's a bit of a battle, you know, because yeah. you're trying how to... how authentic I am, and I mean when when you're doing a paid post that a brand has come to you and said, hey, this is the product we want you to advertise, here's the everything about the product. Um, 
I guess as an influencer, like I would never choose a product that I would never use, but through the way that I present it, the content I put out about it, it's, it's got to look believable. But that, like, making it look believable in itself seems mm. not real, not mm. authentic. Mm. And I think I think that's... a lot of people are stuck in this hard place at the moment. Mm. I, and I'm hoping over the next few years somehow there becomes some form of separation. I don't know how, mm. but I, I hope that there is a clearer definition of people trying to have a better intention behind making a business from this than people that have absolutely no value system. Mm. But at the same time, that hasn't happened in commercialism. Like you don't know if uh, Zara is getting their products from an awful factory and where fucking Target are. No one really knows. So Mm. maybe it's just a rosy picture that I've painted myself to feel better. But I don't know how it's going to change. Yeah, and it's a measurable, like the value is, in the engagement and so and that's measurable so they know how many people looked at this post they know how many people clicked on the website link that you gave and like that that's money now I, most businesses now it's all about their social engagement and I think then when you've got your own personal life that you're wanting people to engage with isn't that this is you're just seeking the validation like mm. it's it's so hard when you're doing business stuff it's okay we understand it, it's a business but when it's your own personal mm. life and you're putting up a picture of your kid that did something funny but and, and a... you didn't get the likes that you thought it would get, like I see some young mums that their their pages are just their kid and the cute things that the kid's done and the, the kid is their world and I just... I, who are they showing this off to? Like are they showing it off to their other mums? Are they showing it off to the family that lives interstate to see the kid. I think a lot of the kid bloggers now are doing it for work. Like I Mm. think a lot of mums that are starting to do it and not just like ones that have, you know, have had radio shows or, you know, were a journalist at one point or just actual actual general people. General people Mm. are putting photos Mm. of their kids hoping that they will then be able to, yeah. But that's where it's moved, I think, in the last few years though. There's this real kind of... You know how people that, if you've worked in radio or telly or have that, you know, kind of sense of um, people, you know, a following or people being interested in what you do. Yeah. Now that's just your general everyday person. But it can, down, well, it can be. Down the, you know, that lives yeah. next door a lot of time. Yeah. Even, but I yeah. think, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, though, where it's like we even spoke to Sophie Keisha about this where she was like, I started years ago when it was, and I suppose similar to us in that, that re- and you too, that real, genuine, authentic, warts and all, here I am type vibe mm, where she was mm. like, this was that was before it was a thing. That's mm-hmm. when people were like, oh, that's out there. That's confronting because up to this point we're pretending that being a mum's easy. Mm. She's like, it's interesting when people tap into something. So now mums have gone, fuck, people are really connecting to authentic shit. Yeah. So I'm yeah. now going to pretend I'm authentic that my yes. baby's thrown up on yes. me. Yeah. But that in itself, pretending to be authentic is not authentic. <laughs> it's such a head fuck because yeah. here we are going, we've been doing this for a long time. Like for six years we've been here, warts and all, having these kinds of conversations that for a long time, especially for women, have been controversial and yeah. raw and yeah. fucking but on the fl- real. But on the flip side of that, it hasn't all been innocent. I've been thinking about this recently. You know, at the end of the day, 
like the thinker girls to some degree has been a great thing but it was a strategy too yeah but i was just about to say that i wasn't finished i wasn't finished saying the point that's where i was leading to it's that weird middle mark of the sliding doors moment that you're talking about where you're selling this authenticity and rawness but you're it's you're selling it for a, re- a reason. Like there's a, a a clear line and decision around what you're sharing and what you're not. Yeah, it's purpose. It's like you've thought about it. Yeah, and I think, and I guess that is where it comes a full circle to our chat where we began this whole conversation, which is, I suppose, the only real gauge we have after just listening to you both and then thinking about it is intention, right? Like I think that's the only thing mm. you can control and then hope that just like how you fell in love or how it all worked out with Ash or how you meet someone or how some you randomly run into someone in the street, that energetically it is, it's kind of communicating to people in a different way and hopefully that gets out mm. in its own form from the intended purpose yeah. that you put it up. Yeah, I've understand got a, a, why you're doing the things you're and doing, asking why yourself you're doing social why. media. So yeah. that, like talking about brands, I don't want to be a social influencer for the rest of my life. I I think I'd love an Instagram or a Facebook page, but be, God, would it be refreshing if I didn't have to think, oh, I can't post this because it might cost me mm. that brand relationship. Mm. Like, yeah, I totally am with you. Let's kind of leave on it. Is that enough? Probs not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've no frothed one. this chat. Same. Absolutely no, think- loved it. Tim Dormer, it was just it's been stunning. It is really great and fucking unique. We speak to so many people and mm. we wouldn't have been able to go down that many rabbit holes. Oh, everyone. yeah, there was a lot of rabbit holes. Appreciate it. Thanks, mate. <laughs> oh, thanks, girls. If you like that podcast, there's heaps more where it came from. Go to thethinkergirls.com.au and go through all of our oldie apps. Dare ya. This podcast is presented by Stacey June and Christy Mercer. It's also produced by me, Stacey June, and produced and edited by Jordan Lott. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>